I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Now, my next guest is Jessica Drew DePaz, and I heard about this program at UCI, the Samueli, excuse me, the uh, Susan Samueli Integrative, uh, is it medicine? It's um, Susan Samueli Integrative Health Institute. Health, excuse me. Yeah, and, it's okay. It's but I saw Cultivating Calm, and I thought this would be great for the show. So thank you, Jessica, oh, for being My on. pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, so we were talking a little bit. How long have you been there? Uh, well, you've been at UCI a long time, but... I've been at UC Irvine for about 20 years. Um, I have been at the Samueli Institute for about almost two years now. Okay. So I oversee the mindfulness programs there. Which is needed more than ever right now. Agreed. <laughs> and many people are coming to, um, to our programs recently because I just think stress is higher than ever. Yeah. It is. It feels like it's not going away anytime soon. No. You know, yeah. so the more we can do to be uh, aware of resources, especially at UCI, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been actually running classes there for many years. Um, one of our most popular classes is called Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, or MBSR, and it's an eight-week class, um, which meets for two hours a week and then also has a six-hour silent retreat toward the end. That's great. And um, this class was developed by Dr. John Kabat-Zinn at oh. University of Massachusetts Medical Center mm -hmm. in the late 70s. And um, it's taught all over the world. There's a lot of research done on this course, and there are many, many benefits to, to learning this material. And um, Dr. Malik, our Associate Vice Chancellor of Integrative Health, um, she, when, when the pandemic hit, she actually said that we should offer free MBSR classes for a while. So these past few months, right. we started with two, um, but there was such an outpouring of interest that we ended up running eight classes. Um, yeah, it was incredible. It's and nice you're offering it. Zoom, of course. Well, yeah, but it's nice you're offering it for free. You know, yeah. Right yeah. Are you feeling, are you seeing a lot of students or is it a mix of students and faculty? Um, and a mix. And the classes that we did actually were also for community members. So not everyone in those classes were at UC Irvine. Okay. Um, but there were a lot of faculty, staff, and, um, and some students as well. What are some things people can do on a daily basis besides take the classes? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, for me, you know, the mindfulness really is a skill that people can learn. And um, before I learned it, it sounded like this mystical, magical term, like mindful meditation. It mm -hmm. felt like something I, you know, that might be hard to learn. It's actually, um, for those who haven't learned it, it's actually very simple to learn because it's tapping into an innate ability that we already have. Um, and so, you know, if, for those who haven't, I definitely recommend trying it on and seeing how it feels and what it does for you. Um, there's many different ways to learn it. And we are also continuing, we offer free daily meditations right now. Oh, good. Um, or Monday through Friday, we're doing um, 25 minute meditations 
um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at noon, and Tuesdays and Thursdays at five o'clock um, for, uh, for the whole community. So anyone can come join and do free meditation there if you're wanting to try it out. I'm going to try it. Um, great. We'd love to have you. And um, I'll, I'll make sure to send you that information. Okay. And where, where would people find out about it? What's the website? Yeah, it's on our website. So it's um, ssihi.uci.edu. And um, on there, there's a stay home, stay well section. Um, and within that section, there's a piece about the free meditations. But oh, I can get it to you if you want to put it on your website as well. I'd love well. to. Yeah. Great. I put and, the press. And, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I put the press release about cultivating calm on my oh. show blog. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Whatever Thank else you, you want to send me. Okay, that's great. And, you know, so practicing this, I mean, there's so many different ways to practice mindfulness, but it's really about bringing our attention into this present moment. I mean, so often our, um, our minds are not in this moment. They go all yeah. over the place. Mine does too. Yep. <laughs> so um, probably for a lot of my life before I learned mindfulness, my mind was rarely in this moment. Yeah. And you um, know, it doesn't, excuse me, you know, it doesn't help. Yeah. Oh, right. Exactly. That's absolutely oh takes us out of the moment. Um, and there's actually some research at Harvard that um, on mind wandering and happiness, they're looking at the correlation between those and finding um, a significant correlation that, that when we're able to bring our minds into the present moment, we are happier. Yes. Um, and so there's, there's many other benefits. And that's not to say that we also don't meet hard things in the present moment, you know, right. For me, it's almost, there's two things that are happening. I mean, one is it can re, it can reduce stress and it, it can increase happiness. So that those absolutely can be benefits when we practice. I mean, we can't force that because right. mindfulness isn't about forcing it. But, um, but another thing is we really just meet what's here. And I think, especially in these times, sometimes meetings, what is here is not very pretty. Right. <laughs> and it's, yes. there's hard things to meet right now. But I think when we meet those, it helps us to process that and move through that and function differently. Mm -hmm. So even when we meet difficult emotions or experiences or let ourselves grieve for what we're all losing right now, because um, there's, I think every single person in this world right now is facing loss. Yes. And when we can show up for that and let ourselves feel that, um, then that can actually make us feel better once we've let ourselves experience that. Right. I know because a lot of times we don't express what's going on emotionally and it festers. I know my years ago, my dad was very sick. I ended up with a frozen shoulder. And I, while he was sick, I kept going, ow, oh. And I didn't realize the pain and the emotion was manifesting in my body. But I do think about my stepmom all by herself in Florida and the coronavirus. And I'm thinking, don't focus so much on the future, what you think is going to happen, you know, because it's been a long time since I've seen her. Try to stay present. And so I take walks every morning, you know. Yeah. Mindful walking and just being yes. connecting to what's around you. How has that been for you to take these walks? I've been doing it for years. So mm -hmm. when my dad was sick, I would listen to music without lyrics. Um, I always tell people I listen to Anushka Shankar, so something, you know, melodic. 
Um, so I'd have this vacation for my mind and I'd be walking and it just, it just always helps me to move my body. Absolutely. And you know, mindfulness also, you, I'm sure know this already, but isn't just about sitting in meditation, which is, I think what a lot of times people think about if they haven't practiced, but there actually are, there is walking meditation or yoga can be a meditation. In fact, in my mind, really your entire life can be a meditation (laughs) because meditation is, it's not this just getting out a mat and sitting and taking time out to do that. It's, it's about training your mind to then be in this moment. And when we do that, it's the, the true purpose is so that when we're just living our lives that we can be in the moment too, yes, not sure. just when we're meditating. Right. And so everything can be a meditation. And, you know, one of the meditations too, um, one that I wrote long ago, cause I've actually been teaching kids to um, mindful meditation oh, in schools. I teach preschoolers through sixth graders. And I've also been doing work through the Samueli Institute in some high schools. It's great. Um, but one of the meditations I wrote that I used in my research too um, is mindful hand washing. Oh, um, that's good. Which I think we can all use right now. Yes. <laughs> but it's adults. really bringing our full awareness to, you know, so often when we wash our hands, it's just this task that we feel like we need to do. We do it quickly because we want to get on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not even really paying much attention. But you can actually have that be a meditation in itself by bringing your full awareness to the senses of washing your hands. So you can. It's a good one. I like that. The feeling of the water or mm-hmm. the temperature, you know, or as you put the soap suds on and really look and, and, and also do washing your hands with intention. So as you're washing and you're aware of why are we washing our hands? I mean, we're washing our hands to get germs off. Yes. And so if we just do this and then walk away, have we really, have we done this? No. Have we done this or gotten in under our nails? So often when we start to do it with intention, we wash different. And the last thing I'll say too, is we work on even doing it with a big part of mindfulness, which is called heartfulness. What is that? And that's, it's really doing things with kindness and compassion for ourselves and for others. I like that. And so as we're washing our hands and I teach the children this, um, that we say to ourselves, I am taking care of myself. I am taking care of my community. That's really, really important. It's beautiful. Yeah. So everything in our life we can kind of do with that type of attention. And it really changes everything. I feel that we were moving at such a fast speed and not mm-hmm. paying attention to anything. Yeah. And here you have over 40 million people out of work and mm-hmm. students without summer jobs, people not graduating, et cetera, et cetera. That now's the time to really dial into mindfulness and mm-hmm. focusing on the present. And it's hard because we're all worried about different things to different degrees, but having that ability to focus on something. And one of the things I'll share with you is um, I've always been fascinated by how people get out of a funk personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. And I always talk about the importance of gratitude and thoughtfulness for yourself, which you just did thoughtfulness for others and flow. 
Mm. That flow, you know. Um, and I had Sarah Pressman on my show from UCI. Yes. Uh -huh. um, yes. I, the idea of when, if you're painting, you're drawing, you're playing guitar, anything to take your mind off of whatever it is you're worrying about is so essential. Absolutely. Yeah. When we let ourselves really immerse ourselves in an activity and just be fully present for it, that it's, right. it's quite different than letting our thoughts take over. I mean, our thoughts cause us so much suffering. Yes. What we just, what we think about and where, and all of the what ifs um, really bring about, I think, so much suffering in our lives that when we can learn how to put the brakes on that, yes. I mean, we can't stop it completely. That's impossible. Yes. Um, but learning how to, to move into other realms of being is incredibly beneficial. I, my husband knows this about me at night. Well, first of all, I don't watch the news. I mean, yeah. I get blips of news on my phone. That's enough. And I'm yeah. also very careful about talking about certain things at night. I don't get on the phone late at night. Like I just really take care of my psyche because I know I won't have a restful night's sleep. And yeah. I think that's really important right now because there's so much information on a daily basis. It's the numbers are going up and the beaches are closing and the restaurants are, and it's like at the dinner table. I don't mm -hmm. want to talk about those numbers. Right. You know? Right. I'm not ignoring it, but I'm just saying, yeah. let's have a zone of being present. Absolutely. And you talked earlier about um, when your father was ill and yeah. your shoulder and how we feel it in our bodies. Yeah. I mean, I think I have never felt such a strong correlation in my life between as I'm reading the news and I can feel what's happening in my body, which is also a big part of mindfulness is, is not is noticing what's going on in your body because your body's giving you so much information, right? And when, when we're paying attention to that, you know, we can say, do, is this helping me right now to have my heart racing or, um, no. and, and, and I think shutting down and taking in the amount of news that's really helped finding that balance between how much news is helping me. Yes. And then when is it just putting me into a state, a, a, a spiral down, you know, yes. and it's, and it's not helping to have much more. I already know what I need to do yeah. um, to, to do the best to take care of myself and my family and community. Does taking in more help right now? Yes. A lot of times that answer is no. <laughs> right, exactly. What else would you like people to know about um, you know, where you work and cultivating calm? Yeah, um, well, I think um, for People at UC Irvine right now, um, we've also been doing other free services, not only mindfulness, um, but we've been doing free well-being services, and those will continue. Um, so there's a lot of different types of services that people can tap into, um, like learn, and they're all, all happening via Zoom. So um, learning about acupressure or um, having stress reduction. One, we we're doing one-on-one -on -one sessions. That's wonderful. Um, there's naturopathic doctors that people can meet with, um, yoga therapists. So there's a lot of um, support right now to learn how to manage our stress. And I think that that's been, and you know, when, when this pandemic hit and we all went home, I mean, I think I was wondering how is this all going to work, but it's been pretty amazing 
across UC Irvine <laughs> to see how much people have pulled together and been able to support each other in a variety of different ways. Well, what your group is doing is you're making people feel less alone yeah, and giving them something to turn to, to connect because we can't connect physically. We can't hug, can't shake somebody's hand, but to be able to have something meaningful that brings some kind of levity is so essential right now. Absolutely. And we, um, we have a new set of classes also on our website. Um, not only do we have mindfulness-based stress reduction, the MBSR coming up with um, Dr. Nicole Riley, um, but we also have a lot of new team programs. Okay. Um, we just hired a new instructor. Her name's Deidre Hughes, and she oversees mindfulness at Fullerton College, and she's amazing. Um, and she's doing a class for teens. It's a, like a week-long class, Good. three hours a day, um, called Making Friends with Yourself. And this is all research-based, too. This is basically um, two research psychologists develop this curriculum. Um, they actually developed it for adults. It's called Mindful Self-Compassion. And then some other therapists um, adapted it for teens. Great so idea. we're doing um, Making Friends with Yourself for Teens. Um, we're also doing a program called Project Wayfinder for Teens, and it's really about helping them get in touch with their value system and letting that value system guide the work that they do out in the world. Um, that was a program that was uh, developed at Stanford, and Deidre was trained in that, so she'll be offering that through UC Irvine. That's amazing. So yeah, when you get a chance to send me any more information, I'll put it on my show blog. The show blog is a little long, but it's getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Any last Great. bit of info you'd like to leave the listeners with? Um, well, you know, I always like to incorporate a poem. Okay. <laughs> um, we do a lot of poetry in our classes. And, and by the way, just one class I didn't mention, we also have a writing workshop coming up with okay. where it's Mindfulness and writing with uh, Dr. Monisha Howe, uh, sorry, Dr. Monisha Vasa and Casey Howe are co-leading this uh, writing workshop for adults. Um, but let me just bring one thing up real quick. Um, let's see. So this is a poem by Donna Falds, and um, she's one of my favorite poets, and I feel like this, I've been turning to this poem a lot through this pandemic. There is no controlling life. Try corralling a lightning bolt containing a tornado. Dam a stream and it will create a new channel. Resist and the tide will sweep you off your feet. Allow and grace will carry you to higher ground. The only safety lies in letting it all in, the wild and the weak, fear, fantasies, failures, and success. When loss rips off the doors of the heart or sadness veils your vision with despair, practice becomes simply bearing the truth. In the choice to let go of your known way of being, the whole world is revealed to your new eyes. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. It's called Allow. And I think in this time of, you know, just 
great sorrow and loss and fear that allowing learning to allow and and sitting with what is really happening um, is one of the best gifts that we can give to ourselves. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you, Janine. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure being here.